Welcome to Startup Confidential, what industry insiders will never tell you that you need to know if you're building a consumer brand. With your host, best-selling author of Ramping Your Brand, Dr. James Richardson. Let's do this. Welcome to Episode 88, Alienation Breeds Resilience, that bends the odds in your favor. One of the bizarre things that appeared in the 2010s was a veritable explosion of student entrepreneurs in business schools, colleges, and even high schools. Studying entrepreneurship is now a permanent fixture of modern education. I have nothing against teaching entrepreneurial skills per se, but looking at entrepreneurship as a field of study, I don't quite get it all. Entrepreneurship is simply a mode of new business operations, one that is under-resourced on all fronts finance, knowledge, and staff. The more innovative the venture, the more the founder's lack of knowledge regarding the customer can get in the way. Viewing entrepreneurship as a discipline to master reminds me a lot of the problem with how people view the marketing field. Marketing is just a grab bag of tactical moves, changing with technology and shifting social norms. Marketing is not a field of inquiry. It borrows all of its assumptions from classical humanities and science disciplines. A great marketer is someone who unlocks how to communicate your brand's competitive advantage in a highly relevant way to a specific audience. This is mostly category knowledge and communications theory. Entrepreneurship is also not a field of inquiry. Entrepreneurship is just a grab bag of scrappy, underfunded, understaffed moves. It's not a reality anyone would choose in ideal circumstances unless they truly are unemployable. The entrepreneur's superpower is not entrepreneurship. It's their insight into the innovation needed in the category based on their own expertise. Entrepreneurship is a forced reality. You put up with it to pursue your weird innovation. The primary tool of entrepreneurship is your mind itself and how you train it and tame it. Hence, pulling from psychology, therapy, and yes, the sociology of small group interactions is very wise. What does not go discussed enough on LinkedIn or anywhere I can see in the VC-stroking entrepreneurship media is that most founders quit on themselves before the cash runs out. They either didn't have enough self-motivation or the scrappy lifestyle nearly broke them and their initial motivation. This is most likely to happen to anyone who has lived their life without having to face the dark demon of alienation and survive it. Upper-middle-class white B-school students may have interesting concepts or ideas, but they often don't have the resilience to persist as entrepreneurs. Yes, they're too young, but it's not the age literally that's hurting them, it's the lack of experience with some kind of massive alienating event from which they learn to come back. I'd bet more on minority youth than anyone. Honestly, they've had to deal with racism all their lives, and in some cases, violence due to birth in racially contained low-income neighborhoods. They have resilience. I did not as a college student. When I was in graduate school, I had lunch with some B-school students at the University of Chicago a few times, and one of them was from Sweden. He listened respectfully as I explained over lunch that I would be departing for South India in six months and probably not come back for three years. And that I'd be going by myself. You're brave, man, he said without a hint of irony. And I think he really meant it. Comfortable Swedish business guy couldn't imagine anyone going alone into an underdeveloped nation for that long. Alienation comes in many forms. And sometimes it's self-imposed. 
Sometimes society pushes individuals to the margins. In South Indian culture, a man who lives alone is one of two things. A pimp or a powerful yogi whose celibacy transforms his sexual energy into spiritual magical power that he can deploy. Any way you look at it, South Indians consider alienated young men to be volatile and dangerous. I still find this very amusing because in America, alienated young men are just plain sad. No one admires them here. Get a job, get a girlfriend, get a life. What I learned living in India was that you can survive both racial and cultural alienation, even if it grates at you almost daily based on someone's remark. Alienation teaches you what is at stake when you do something very different than your peers. And you get used to standing out or apart without really noticing it anymore. At some point, yes, even I simply enjoyed being the goofy white man at the coffee stall. It was my role, the weirdo. It also allowed me special advantages. It disarmed people. I spoke bad Tamil, which caused people to think I was dumb. This permitted me much greater access than a clever-sounding, well-spoken local intellectual could ever have obtained. Entrepreneurs are alienated by definition. Alienated from a typical desk job, from a stable path, from steady pay. And they're often doing something family and friends don't understand or declare to be weird. If you haven't experienced alienation before, severe alienation, then you have no idea yet if you can hack it. Leaping from a life of comfort into an alienating sea when neither you nor your partner have experienced alienation before and made it through is really, really a bad idea, folks. How weird is being a consumer brand founder? Very fucking weird, folks. Very alienating. Let's look at some numbers. As of Q4 2022, only 103,000 individuals were self-employed, non-durable goods manufacturers. According to the BLS, that's you in the language of the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Now, if we throw in the durable goods, self-employed folks selling Chotskys on QVC, it's another 169,000. Look, 100K people is a tiny tribe, folks. That's why my podcast won't be in the top 200 ever. And it's a tiny tribe in the context of 207 million working age adults as of November 2022. This means that you folks listening to this podcast are four one-hundredths of one percent of the working age population, four basis points of it. You are invisibly special, folks. Weirdly rare and alienated. If you wonder why you feel so alienated as an entrepreneur before listening to this show, you now have a brutal demographic rationale. Alienate away, folks. That's all I got for you. And as always, remember, be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Remember, Dr. Richardson has loads of resources for founders at premiumgrowthsolutions.com. And when you're on his site, don't forget to take his founder's quiz and see if you're ready to ride the skate ramp of exponential growth.